This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach. My wife told me the other day that I was a trash monger because I stood out in a crowd because I was poorly dressed. I happen to think this doesn't look too bad, but wearing a pair of gym shorts underneath this and tennis shoes. But she told me that I stood out from the crowd because I was a trash monger because I didn't have the appropriate clothes on and I wasn't up in style and dressed appropriately. She told me I dressed sloppily. So I don't know whether that's the case or not. Maybe it is. I guess I should just accept the fact that I'm a trash monger and I don't dress really well. More importantly is I'm not somebody that really wants to stand out. I'm not somebody that wants to stand out in a crowd and have people notice me. So A, I'm not wearing like spectacularly unique clothes. I'm just not somebody that likes to stand out in a crowd. The reality is that in business and really in life, you do want to stand out because standing out is good. And one of the best examples I give you of standing out was my daughter as she went through high school and college. I mean, she was a tenaciously hard worker, worked really, really hard at her studies. She was at the top of her high school class. She got into every college that she applied for. She was offered an FBI internship, which she took. She was offered a law clerk's uh, opportunity afterwards. Perfect college grades, law school chancellor, got one of the top three grades on her law boards in the state of Texas. She stood out. She's very, very smart. She is, she's very, very bright, but she just flat out outworks everyone. And she made a choice that she wanted to academically stand out, and as a result, she did. And I want to talk to you about that choice, that choice for your career, that choice for where you are right now. Do you want to stand out? And I'm not talking about the way you dressed or acting crazy. I'm talking about, do you want to stand out at your work in the contact center? And that's what Podcast 108 is all about, standing out in the crowd. Now, now that I've said that, I've got a feeling that there's some people that may turn it off and they may not listen to the rest of this podcast because deep down, they don't have a desire to stand out. They don't want to make the effort or the commitment, or put in the requirements necessary to stand out. So if that's you, it's, it's okay, because this is all about people that want to stand out, that want to make a difference. And everything I'm going to tell you is stuff that you intuitively already know, but maybe perhaps the fact that I'm saying it, that you've taken the time to listen to this podcast, it might make a difference. So let's get going. How do you stand out? Well, you don't do it by wearing different clothes or, or acting differently. The first thing you do is, is just what my daughter did, which is, is that you outwork everyone. You just simply outwork everyone. Uh, you've heard me say this Tim Tebow quote before that hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Now, if you can combine talent with working hard, you will be making something happen. But in order to stand out from the crowd, 
in order to be different, to be unique, you just have to outwork everyone, which means you need to ask for more, you need to offer to do more, you need to volunteer more. Are, are you the kind of person that volunteers? Are you looking for more work to do or are you just kind of hiding because the work you've got is, is more than enough? I promise you your leader has a full list of stuff that they need to take care of, that they're trying to cover, and they're looking for people that want to step up and make a difference. They're looking for help because no one has enough help. Well, if, if you want to be successful, if you want to stand out, then you need to offer your assistance. You need to outwork everyone else. So what does standout get you? Standout may get you a raise. Standout may get you a promotion. Standout may get you more opportunity. It may get you a, a different job under a different path. Standout may get you something that shows up on your resume that might then turn around and get you a different opportunity altogether. It might get you executive recognition. It might get you respect from your peers. It might get you respect and more loyalty from the people that work for you, especially if you're working for them to help them be successful, for your team to be more successful. There's a lot of benefits for standing out. So do you outwork everyone? When you sit down and you think about it, are there other people that work harder than you do that are your peers? Are there other people that work harder than you do that work for you? Or maybe perhaps your leader works harder than you do. So then the question becomes, well, if I need to work, what's keeping me from working? Am I not putting the time together and, and created enough time and opportunity for me to do things? Am I goofing off? Am I paying too much attention to my phone or to something else that's unrelated to my work, which gets into the second thing you have to do, which is you have to be disciplined. People that are successful that stand out from a crowd are very, very disciplined. My daughter from very early age was crazily disciplined. One day she'd just taken a shower and she had a, a piece of paper that was in between, in between two vinyl pieces of paper, which, you know, and it was sealed so that it wouldn't get wet. And I asked her what it was and they were her studying notes. So she was actually studying for a test in the shower. She took her law boards in Texas, also took them in L.A. I, I went with her to help her, support her while she took her law boards. And she had these index cards. And on these index cards, she'd already been studying for months and months and months. But with the last 15, 20 minutes, hour that she had, she was focused on studying. And she, and she had details that were like 707 to 711, 711 to 716, 716 to 719. And she had these lists of all these different things that she was going over to make sure that she covered them. And she had, she had dozens of these cards that she had laid out exactly what she was doing. That's the kind of discipline that's necessary for you to stand out in a crowd. It, it needs to be methodical. You need to be someone that's learning always, that's watching others, that's copying others. Who's the best in your organization at doing one-on-ones? -on -one Who's the best at motivating or encouraging people? Who's the best at, at discipline? Who's the best in understanding workforce management or understanding reward and recognition or understanding performance goals and what the steps are? Who's the best person at coaching on how to overcome empathy or acknowledging? All those components help you be successful. And, and in order to do that, it requires discipline because you have, to, you have to find and carve out the time in order to be able to do that. You probably can't play Wordle. You're probably going to need extra time, whether it be podcasts or training or teaching, in order to be completely prepared. 
And I want you to be completely prepared in every circumstance, completely prepared before you go into a meeting with your leader, completely prepared before you talk to your team in a huddle, completely prepared before you sit down and have a a year-end review, go into a meeting with other executives or other leaders or team meetings, whatever it is. You have to be disciplined in the way that you do things. Are you disciplined? And you know it. How do you spend your lunchtime? How do you spend your breaks? What, what sort of reading material do you do outside of hours? How much work and effort do you put in for your job outside of your normal business hours? How much time do you carve out to make sure that you're looking at things strategically, that you're self-learning, that you're, you're applying to get yourself better? You know the answers to these questions. You, you absolutely know the answer to these questions. And of course, that comes with time management. You have to be really great at time management. Are you good at time management? There's plenty of courses on how to manage your time. And first of all, it starts with setting the priorities of the things that you need to get done and then making sure that you accomplish the priorities. So when you're done with the day, done with your work, done with the hour, done with the 15 minute segment, you accomplish the things that you wanted to get done. And if you do that, you will never walk into a meeting not being completely prepared because you'll have looked at every angle, every view, every opportunity, every potential because you're disciplined. Because if you outwork everyone else and you're disciplined, the next thing you need to do is you need to compete. You need to recognize the fact that you're in a business where you have peers, you have people that work over you, you have people that make more money than you, people that make more bonuses than you, people that have more responsibility than you do. And there are a finite number of jobs and opportunities, whether it be in your company or somebody else's company, and in order to get that, you've got to be able to compete. And it's got to be something that, that, that you choose to compete. Are you someone that has a competitive bone in your body? Are you someone that likes to compete? And if you're not someone that initially likes to compete, and by the way, all the great, the great people in the world that have been successful, certainly sports athletes, Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, I just saw a um, Netflix series on David Beckham, spectacular. All these people have a maniacal desire to compete. They love to compete. But even if you don't have that that deep down competitive bone, you have to recognize the fact that you have to compete. And you're competing with history. You're competing with legacy. You're competing with other people's achievements. What are they? What are the goals and targets that you're setting for yourself? How do you set yourself apart? How do you stand out? You're also competing with your peers. And when you're competing with your peers, doesn't mean that you're not a team member or that you're going to throw somebody under the bus, but it means that you are competing. Is there somebody that stands head and shoulders above you? Is there somebody that's already outworking you that's more disciplined than you are? Can you see it? Do you have a desire to change that? Are you willing to put in the time and effort to make those changes? I'm not talking about being obnoxious, but I want you to play to win with your peers. A great example of that is that I've ended up in some early poker games where I you know, put some money into a poker game and I realized I was just playing to have fun and the rest of the people there were playing to win. They were, they were after every single And I find that on the golf course as well. I go there to have fun and these other people are competing and it gets my competitive fire going because I realize, you know, if they're competing with me, I want to compete with them. And if you're trying to decide who to compete with, just figure out who the best is. And that's the person that you want to compete with. You know, there's an old adage. I'm not telling you to do this, but that if you find yourself in a really difficult circumstance and the only way you're going to get out of there is to fight your way out, then the best thing you do is to find the biggest person in the room and knock them down. Because if you knock the biggest person in the room down, nobody else is going to mess with you. I'm not telling you to knock anybody down. I'm not um, saying that you should be violent or anything. I'm trying to give you an analogy to reflect the fact that you're looking for the most 
successful people so that you can compete with them. Whether you tell them openly you're competing with them or you're just competing with them, your desire is to be better than them, not in the same category as them, not to be addressed along with them. You want to beat them. And if you're going to compete, you also have to recognize and find it acceptable that you're not afraid to fail. I've never met a successful leader that wasn't not afraid to fail. You see, in many instances, leadership requires somebody to step up and take a chance. Somebody that's going to have to take a risk. Somebody that's going to have to set themselves out there. Somebody's going to have to take a problem on that nobody else wants to take on. And there's a risk associated with that, but it also gives you an opportunity to compete. But you can't be afraid to fail. And you will fail. Expect it. I'm not sure that there's any leader that wouldn't point to their failures that he or she had that ended up helping them be more successful. So if I'm disciplined and I compete and I outwork everyone, one of the things that you need to have is you need to have humility. Because if you are successful, if you do stand out from the crowd, I want you to accept the recognition and the rewards and the advancements with grace. I want you to thank your team, the leaders, the people that help. And I want you to recognize the fact that you won't be measured by individual success. You'll be measured by team success, by your contribution. One of the greatest things that you can do as a leader in a contact center is be someone that takes people and makes them better and gets them to stick around while they're getting better. There's probably no better attribute that you can have as a leader in a contact center that somebody that can take people, make them better, and have these people be loyal and want to stick around. If you can do those things, you can write your own ticket. So when you do it, when you are successful, have a little bit of humility. Act like you've been there before, even if you haven't been there before. Because once you stand out and are recognized for standing out in the crowd, other people are going to watch how you handle that. Be humble. Be someone that recognizes the fact that you didn't get there on your own, and I know you didn't get there on your own, that if you're a leader, it's going to require your team to perform really well also. So you want to bring them along as well. And also, part of your humility is bringing people along, giving them recognition, pointing them out, pointing them out sometimes before you point yourself out. You know what? Having a little bit of humility when somebody's telling you how wonderful you are isn't a bad thing to do. One, it's the right thing to do. You should have the kind of character to recognize the fact that you can't do it on your own. But be humble. Now, some of the things that I didn't tell you in order to stand out in a crowd and be recognized, I didn't tell you to smooge more. I didn't tell you to suck up more. I didn't tell you to have more politics going on. I didn't tell you any of those things. Because that's not how you stand out in a crowd. It may help you stand out in a crowd for a moment, But the moment that you're riding on someone else's coattails, the moment that you're known more for the person that you're connected to than for yourself, unless it's your team, then it's not about you. You're not standing out. They're standing out. You just happen to be basking in their glow. In this podcast, I want you to have your own glow. And I'm not telling you that you don't have to be connected. I'm not telling you that you don't need executive visibility. I'm not telling you that it's not great to be known and seen, that's part of standing out from the crowd. But if you're, if you're going to be connected, be connected across the board and do it for the right reasons. The other way I didn't tell you to climb to the top is, is that you're not doing it on climbing over other people. You're not taking other people down. 
Everybody's going to find their own level on their own. When you compete and you compete fairly and you outwork people and you're disciplined and you're focused and you're humble, you're going to stand out. And you don't need to take other people down. So I'm not looking for ways to politic. I'm not looking for ways to, to compete unfairly or to cheat or to get some sort of an advantage that I got in some sort of duplicitous way. That's not what you're trying to do here. We're trying to do this because we want the company to be successful. We want our customers to be successful. We want our teams to be successful. And when they're successful, we'll be successful as well. And when we do that, we'll stand out and be, and be separated from the crowd. Well, if you made it this long, and I've talked to you about standing out, being separated from the crowd, my guess is you probably have another question. I don't know what it is, but if you want to stand out from the crowd, send me the question that you have. Ask me another question in this particular area, which will let me know that you actually are trying to stand out, that you actually are committed. One of the things with all of these podcasts, with all the things that I've told you is that you need to have some sort of accountability. You need to have some sort of a way to help you measure that you are accomplishing, that you are getting better, that somebody's holding you to these desires and needs that you have. You know, when you're a young kid, usually it's one of your parents, and usually you'll find that, that people that are really, really talented and really, really skilled and have achieved these amazing goals, they usually had some sort of a parent that seemed like a drill sergeant, but they found out that they, that they wanted to pursue success and they pursued it. I, I love this story about Tiger Woods and, and his dad saying that the way that he punished Tiger Woods when he was younger was not taking away his phone, not taking away games, not taking away computer time, not taking away tele- television time. When he wanted to punish Tiger, he wouldn't allow Tiger to practice. That's somebody that wants to stand out. That's someone who's outworking everybody else. If you're going to be successful, find somebody that's going to hold you accountable. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of effort to be successful, to be a great leader. You hear me say over and over again, a mentor is a great person to hold you accountable. Do you have a mentor yet? If you've listened to 109 podcasts, do you have a mentor yet? And are you mentoring anyone else? Because it's also a way for you to test out and watch somebody else grow and learn from them as well. We are now 109 podcasts in. There is no area that you can't cover in my podcast that won't help you get better at being a leader in a contact center. If you want to stand out from the crowd, just check out some of the other podcasts that I have. You know what? Try outworking something. Try outworking someone. Try outworking my daughter. Start talking to the people around you about how you're going to increase your discipline, how you're going to be more competitive, how you're going to outwork other people, and stay humble when you're doing it. It's been great to talk to you this week. Look forward to talking to you next. As always, if there's something else I can help you with, let me know. See you next week. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach.